Belinda Audiobooks presents this unabridged recording of Sink the Gizmo, written by Paul Jennings and read by Francis Greenslade. To Louise and Monique, PJ. Chapter 1. Is there anyone up there? If there is, I'm sorry for killing Ricky. I know we did a lot of bad things today. Well, me more than him. But we both stole the rowing boat. Borrowed the rowing boat, I mean. We were going to bring it back, so it really wasn't stealing. And the owner would never have known. Would he? It was my idea to wag school. It was Ricky's idea to go fishing. It was my idea to borrow the boat. But Ricky... Oh, what the heck? It doesn't matter whose fault it was. I've ended up in a terrible mess. And Ricky's dead. This is how it all begins. Ricky and I just pretend to go to school as usual. We give our mothers a kiss, say goodbye and leave home. But inside our school bags there are no books. Instead we have fishing lines, hooks, bait, sinkers, water and food. Wagging school is easy, I say. Yeah, says Ricky, all you do is not go. But what will happen at school tomorrow? We'll be in big trouble. I laugh like crazy. Not a worry, I've already written my note. I hand a bit of crumpled paper over to Ricky and he reads it out loud. Dear Mrs Williams, Please excuse Cal from being absent from school yesterday. He had a bad cold. Yours fatefully, Sue Rawling. That won't work, says Ricky. They know your handwriting. And you don't say yours fatefully. It's faith, not fate. Fate is about something that's going to happen to you. You can't stop it, and it's usually bad. Well, nothing bad is going to happen, I say. Don't use that letter, says Ricky. They can always tell it's not your mother. He looks really upset. Don't be such a gloom bag, I say. Don't worry about tomorrow. Whatever happens today is going to be great. A day we'll never forget. And what can they do to us anyway? Plenty, says Ricky. Ground you for two months. No pocket money. No going to the movies. Washing up on your own for six months. Big lectures for the rest of your life. No ice cream for... OK, OK, I yell. If you're that scared, go to school. I'll wag it on my own. Ricky stops and thinks about it. I can tell he's tempted. Nah, he says. I'll stick with you. After all, we're mates, aren't we? I pat him on the back and smile a really big smile. We sure are, I say. We head off down the road and stop at some bushes. Our changing room, I say. We quickly swap our school uniforms for the old clothes I hid there yesterday. Then I stuff our good ones and Ricky's bag in amongst the leaves. I reach into the bushes and pull something out. Ta-da! I say with a wave of my hand. Ricky grins. "'Awesome!' he yells. He stares at the fishing rods that I hid there two days ago. "'They're Dad's,' I say. "'He'll never find out. "'What he doesn't know won't hurt him.' 
We set off down the road. After a bit, the school bus rattles past. Some of the kids in our grade stare back out of the windows. I smile when I notice the looks on their faces. Their eyes just about pop out when they see us walking along with fishing rods in our hands. Suffer! I yell out after the bus. Ricky and I just about kill ourselves laughing. It is so funny. We don't give a stuff about anything. It is going to be a great day. Come on, I say with a grin. Let's head for the beach.